the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power alone. <laughs> TNT. There's just something about that song whenever I hear it play. It just really cracks me up and puts me in a great mood. And I am in a great mood tonight. Even though I'm not particularly happy with how some things have rolled out tonight on this superest of, is that a word? The superest of Tuesdays. Hey, welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you here with me. It's the Tuesday night edition on this Super Tuesday of the Andrea K. Show. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. Friend me on Facebook. That's really where the genius is. Also, I've started to get some great comments and suggestions um, particularly on how I could do do things here on my website, andreakshow.com. Sharing this hour amongst all of us is none other than DJ Carrot Sticks. I'll get the dynamite. <laughs> and he's going to be keeping the wheels turning tonight on the show because we've got a few guests that, that are actually going to be on the show with me tonight. Helping me to break it all down, I've got Ernie White, who is not just a great political commentator and analyst, Ernie is an insider. Ernie's a delegate for the Republican Party. And there's lots of questions about what's going to happen with things going forward as it relates to a, I guess, contested convention. So I've got some questions for Ernie, and I know you all do, too, in terms of what the rules are and reports today that those rules that they said were in stone a couple months ago, maybe might be just a little bit more fluid uh, conveniently. So we're going to talk to Ernie White about that. Timothy Shea is the AK Show campaign cowboy tonight, to steal a term. He's going to be calling in and and giving me some insight as to what's kind of gotten inside, what's inside some of these numbers and some of these votes, because quite frankly, I'm I'm a little confused as to what's going on with the votes. So Timothy's going to help break it down and to bring the, the youth to perspective to all of these events, Ryan Sorba, who's the head of the Young Conservatives here in California, is going to be on the show later because we've been how long has the Republican Party been telling us as the inside advisors have been dragging the party to the left that it's because we got to get to a bigger tent. We got to expand the base. We got to reach all their identity groups, including the young voters. So Ryan's going to be on a little bit later. You're going to want to stay tuned up for that. Some updates. Where did things stand tonight? Y'all probably already know this because you are the smartest group of radio show listeners out there. We know, um, as confusing as it is to me, that Ohio actually did um, produce a win. Kasich actually has won one now out of 29. And if you heard his speech tonight, man, it's like he was accepting the actual presidency. It's like he won the general election tonight. The guy wouldn't get off the stage. My camera was covered in spit by the time the guy was done. 
Florida went to Trump. North Carolina went to Trump. Illinois went to Trump. And and so did the Mariana Islands, which I didn't even know was a territory. I might have to put that on my bucket list because they sound lovely. I'm not really sure why islands like Puerto Rico have delegates that get put forth in the primary if they don't get to vote in the general election. But nevertheless, nine delegates from there went to Donald Trump. We're waiting to hear on Missouri. It seems as though they are neck and neck between a, a Cruz and Trump on that. I'm particularly, you know, I woke up today. I'm confused with this Ohio thing. I woke up today and I'm like, you know what? This this is Fat Tuesday in politics. Fat Tuesday because this should be at the end of a Mardi Gras season. This should be the culmination of the party for a couple of people here, I thought today. they It should be a blowout party. Hurricanes. Plastic beads that won't mean a thing tomorrow at the end of it. Hangover tomorrow, maybe. But an end of a good ride. And at the end of Mardi Gras season, at the end of Fat Tuesday, you get up on Wednesday morning, it's the beginning of Lent. And the streets get swept away and it looks as though there was never a party in the French Quarter. And it's the beginning of Lent in which people sacrifice something that's important to them. And I thought, you know what, tomorrow would be a really good day. I didn't expect Rubio to do it tonight. But I thought tomorrow would be a really good day for two of these guys to acknowledge that Mardi Gras season is over. Officially over. It was a fun season. It was a fun ride. The party's over. It's time to go back to work and go back to our lives. It's time to go to Mass and say some prayers and look forward to Easter. That's what it's time for. Hat tip to Marco Rubio, who obviously had a speech prepared. It was a lovely, incredible speech. We're going to get into it a little bit as we go throughout the show and break it down because he had some very interesting comments, some of which I loved, some of which uh, to me kind of spoke as to the issues within the party itself and within his campaign and why it was kind of a fait accompli, kind of inevitable. In fact, I think he really only went forward today because with the early voting, he already had people that actually went and cast votes for him. And I think he felt like the honorable thing to do was carry it through today and then leave. And I actually thought it was lovely that he mentioned and a great moment in the speech in which he mentioned that how amazing it was that his mother, I'm about to get choked up. I don't even like Rubio as a candidate, but when he talked about his mother, getting to, to, to vote for her son in a presidential election, given their family history. Man, that was a beautiful moment. And I really thought tonight, listening to his speech, I, I it's like that Adele song. You know, we could have had it all, Marco. You really, you really had the goods, man. What an amazing speech. He really had the goods. Um, and there's a lot of questions about whether or not the Gang of Eight was just that he had let the devil whisper in his ear if it really reflected an issue in terms of policy and, and where he stands. So we're going to get into some of that. Who's not going away? It's Kasich. Even with the win tonight and the 66 delegates, whatever it is, he has been eliminated. I'm no, I'm no baseball uh, aficionado. Maybe it's a question for Timothy Shea to explain when he comes on what, what mathematical elimination is. It's kind of self-explanatory, isn't it? The guy has no legitimate pathway. And he knows it. He's been bold about it. He's gone around all shucks on the Today Show. You know, gee, I was there as a young kid at the last time we had a broker convention, and I actually helped Ronnie, and oh boy, didn't we just all come together and love each other afterwards. So you know what? I'm going to stick around, and I'm going to force. I'm going to talk like I'm the great uniter when I am the most divisive person in the Republican Party today because I don't care what you people want out there. I don't care whether or not we could not have a contested convention in there could actually be unity with Marco Rubio out and throwing his weight behind Cruz and his support behind Cruz. We don't have to have a contested convention, Kasich. 
Not at all. You're forcing it because you are divisive, because you are just as mind-numbingly self-centered and selfish as all the other establishment who have been ignoring the voices of the people. You're ignoring the voices of the people, not the Ohioans. I don't know what in the world these people were thinking. I guess it was a loyalty vote because they got to know he has no pathway either. Or maybe they just don't understand how it works and that, you know, there's, that he doesn't have a mathematical pathway. Or maybe they don't care. Maybe they don't care because he's their hometown boy. And they, maybe they don't care what the will of the rest of, of the voters are in the Republican Party. But that's not a uniter. You're not a uniter, Kasich. You're not a uniter who cares about the party when you came out in the last couple of days and said that you were going to, within the first hundred days in office, spit in the faces of the of the Republican voters who have said they gave the majority to the Republican Party in 2014 over immigration. And you doubled down on it with your plan for amnesty within the first hundred days. You don't care about the will of the people. You don't care about anybody's voices. I'm proud to say that my family in Ohio did not vote for you, John Kasich. I'm proud of that. There's, I was accused today of being a conspiracy theorist yes. because I talked about the video that I played on last night's show. I actually started thinking that, that uh, a couple weeks ago, I think I put it out there on Facebook, after that last debate in which it got really nasty with the hands and the and all that kind of nastiness that went around. And, and some people said, oh, you know, Kasich looked like the okay, adult in the cool. room. I thought, oh, dang it. This is what's going to happen. The Republican Party is going to decide that he's the guy and they're going to start doing some all kinds of shenanigans to try to force him on it. And they're going to try to make it appear as though it's the will of the people. Make no mistake about it. We saw that video last night in which they, well, I didn't see it, but I played a couple of clips of it. The Republican Party, you know, they said, you know, one of them, that Ed Rogers, White House advisor to President Bush. You know, they, how do you put it? We're the Republican Party. We're a hierarchy. You're supposed to step in line, he said. It's like I'm listening to that guy from my cousin Vinny, the prosecutor. They were identical, he said, talking about the cars. That's what I was listening to. Well, you know what? That's the Republican Party, and that's Kasich. The establishment themselves, they think that that the nominees are supposed to step in line and go along with the establishment, toe their line in terms of policy and everything else, and they expect the voters to step in line. We are expected. One of the things that Rubio said tonight, he talked about a new establishment one that he says that um, is more, he said, we need a new establishment, not one that is more concerned with winning than the principles of the party. Not one, he went on to say, not one that looks down its nose at the voters from the elitist standpoint of D.C. And that's exactly what we heard in that. And they, as they all giggled about how that one super pat guy, Mr. Big Money Polster, was talking about how he was grin, grin as he grinned and giggled, working with Kasich to overturn the will of the people. That's really disturbing to me. Huckabee said on Newsmax, a lot of great articles, and then I'm going to go to break and bring Ernie in. Um, and one of the things that Rubio said that that bothered me, he starts out by talking about, um, at one point, talking about how proud he was of his campaign for being a positive campaign, as he's constantly throughout the speech still getting digs in at Trump, which to me diminished what could have been one of the most beautiful, you know, end of campaign speeches ever. He talked about anger. And that people should not be motivated by anger or fear. And that, to me, spoke of being tone deaf as to what really this is about. Huckabee gets it. One of the people in that GOP video last night got gets it. He Ron, This guy, Ron Kaufman, he said, Trump understands 
the culture of the American people right now and where they're at. And the culture is stop telling people that it's wrong to be angry or that or that making a decision out of anger somehow makes it not a good decision. To me, anger can make you really clear headed. It can make you understand what's been going wrong and and motivate you to actually make a change instead of continuing on like that old saying that the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again. Sometimes you need to get angry to wake up, to have a light bulb moment, to have the fogs clear and, and, and see things clearly. And Huckabee says that what this is about This is about a vote against the establishment, the very establishment that ignored our voices, which is what gave rise to Trump, and now trying to ignore our voices with a brokered contested convention. And I have been wringing my hands for years with other fellow conservatives trying to figure out how do we route out this party? How do we take our party back from those people in that video, from all these insiders behind the scenes who don't care about what we want? What did they say in that video last night? That Trump guy wants to he wants to build a wall. He wants to seal the borders. That doesn't represent the party. That's why the voters, the Republican Party voters are angry. And Huckabee said that this this is nothing less than a peaceful overthrow of our government. He says, we're, we're going to do it by ballots, not bullets, thank God. But this is a revolution. The people are that upset and the ruling with the ruling class. And frankly, they ought to be. That's what this is about. We're going to take a break. I tell you who, who agrees with me. And that's Ernie White, who's an insider. And he's a delegate and he's going to be on, he's going to be on here in a couple minutes. And I'm also going to have Timothy on because Timothy is going to get inside the situation and tell us what went on in the heads of these voters tonight. So this is the Andrea K. Show. Don't go anywhere, folks. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. It's a little Irish music for y'all for St. Patty's Day. Hey, welcome back. Before the break, I was talking about some of tonight's results. It looks as though, I guess it has not been officially called yet for Missouri. I did get a text uh, that Missouri had gone Trump. He is ahead, but it doesn't look like it's been officially called. But I could be wrong. I tell you who's on top of it is Timothy Shea. He's here to give us some of the exit poll results. And then I've got Ernie White, who's going to help me decipher not just the exit poll results, 
But what this means going forward with Rubio dropping out and Kasich staying in and what it means in terms of delegate count and what we can expect to happen and what the rules are with the convention. Welcome to the Andrea K Show, guys. Nice to be back. Nice to be back. Um, uh, Timothy, are you still there? Hello. T? All right. Well, we're trying to get Timothy on. Um, Timothy, are you there? Okay. No, we don't have Timothy. That's okay. You got Ernie. Okay. I got Ernie. Okay. Ernie, here's the deal. I was hoping Timothy could kind of help me get... I'm here with you, Andrea. Oh, okay. I couldn't hear you. Um, What is inside... Before the break, Ernie, I was talking about tonight's results, and one of the things that's a head-scratcher for me is the voters in Ohio. What the heck, Ernie? What the what? They got to know that there is no legitimate pathway for him to win the nomination. So are they just they just throwing a, a final bone at their guy because he's like the he's the hometown boy and they think he's going to go away and exit stage right? Or do, or yeah. are they on board but but behind uh, a brokered convention? And I'm hoping Timothy Shea, who is going to get inside some of the exit poll numbers, can help me figure out what was in their minds when they voted. So what did you find out, Timothy? Well, it's very interesting. Let's look at the two winner-take-all states of Ohio and Florida. In Ohio, Kasich won the more educated vote. Trump won the less educated vote. Kasich won the favored Mitt Romney vote. He also won the favored Rick Santorum vote. I don't know what you mean by favored. What does that mean? Well, in, in 2012, did the people in that county vote for Mitt Romney or did they vote for Rick Santorum? Okay. So he won both, but Trump won more Santorum counties than he did Mitt Romney counties, but Kasich won both handily. So when you look at Florida, those results break down because Trump won the entire state. He won among evangelicals. He won even bigger among counties that had fewer evangelicals. He won counties with fewer college graduates, but he won counties even bigger that had more college graduates. He won counties that favored Newt Gingrich in 2012, but he won even bigger in counties that favored Mitt Romney in 2012. So the only thing that shakes out of these two states is that people are angry. It doesn't matter if you're evangelical or not. It doesn't matter whether you went to college. It doesn't matter whether you favored Mitt Romney or the conservative Duke Gingrich or Rick Santorum in the last cycle. People are angry, and that's the real takeaway from tonight's results. Okay. Do you have any percentages in terms of in Ohio, um, in terms of demographics? Not in terms of demographics, but the interesting exit polls were that 9 out of 10 GOP voters in the five primary states tonight are unhappy with the direction of the federal government. And on average, in each state, about four in 10 are angry. All right, that's interesting. On immigration, it's very interesting. Two-thirds of the voters support temporarily banning Muslims from coming in. But in all five states, a majority say that they want immigrants that are already legally here to have a chance to stay. And that is surprising to me. Well, that's surprising to me, too. Anything else you want to share, Timothy, before I pick Ernie's brain? Nope. You guys go ahead and take it. Uh, Missouri's still too close to call, although my uh, 
Sources in Missouri tell me that with 99% in, Trump is up about 2,000 votes, and that is a winner-take-all state, so that will be a big win for him. All right, interesting. Thanks, Timothy. I appreciate it. So, Ernie, that's confusing to me, because if that many voters are angry, if that's still, that to me matches all the polls that we've had before, every other state, why would Ohio then throw a monkey wrench in, in the way of Trump or Cruz legitimately winning 1,237 delegates, why would they do that? Because if you're angry, typically you're going to go with a non-establishment guy. And Kasich is nothing if he's not establishment. And on top of it, if you care about immigration, why would you go to that guy Kasich, who was nothing but an amnesty guy, who actually just came out in the past couple days and said, within 100 days, that's going to be a priority to grant amnesty to everybody. And actually talks about that if our ICE officers or if anybody enforces our immigration laws, it's inhumane. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Kasich is an establishment guy. And and this also means that being the governor of the state, he knows the establishment. He knows every county. He knows every establishment worker. He's able to control that state. He knew he had that state. That's why they put all of their effort into that state. A lot of people crossed over in that state as well and voted for Kasich to make sure the case did, that he didn't lose that state. I mean, Democrats voted for him. Independents were voting for him on purpose because everybody wants to take this down to the convention floor. And Democrats and the independents were helping out in Ohio. Kasich already said that he wants, within the first 100 days, amnesty for everybody. Well, when you're in Ohio and you're in an establishment-type state, that's easy to say. But when you're on these border states... And you see what's going on. That's not going to work out. So Trump's going to be fine. Kasich won 66 delegates tonight. Whoop-dee-doo. Yeah, but yeah, he is. But my question is, Ernie, you know, I I said this before this, you know, a week or so ago or two weeks ago that this was all an orchestrated plan to to keep him in. He already said even a week or so ago that that's when he went around talking about how a broker convention wasn't going to hurt anything. This has been the GOP plan. And I don't And now it's a situation to where the pathway. I mean, I guess if Marco Rubio throws all of his support behind Cruz, Cruz could end up, you know, um, getting a majority and winning it but it's like now it's Kasich has he's mathematically eliminated Cruz has to now get almost 70 percent 70 percent of the remaining delegates thanks to tonight and Kasich and Trump has to get 50 something percent so you know and then I hear today that the Republican Party has basically said that all these rules that they've got in place Ernie that they put in place in 2012 aren't necessarily they're gonna the the eight state minimum the 1237 uh, and the first round of votes typically going to the original delegates, they're, they're prepared to, like, throw all that out now. Well, I've been telling you this from the beginning. Like, this is not a Republican Party. This is a Republican club. It is a private club, just like the Democrat Party is a Democrat club. And clubs have bylaws. And the way the bylaws work is, you know, we follow Robert's rules when we're doing our meetings. And so with Robert's rules... I can do mo- I can do a motion to waive the bylaws, which means I can throw the bylaws out and we can start clean. We can start fresh. The party does not want Trump. He will not 
bow down to the king masters in the party. He will not bow down. That's what makes him attractive. Yeah, he's going to lose some state like Ohio, but so what? He's going to win the rest of the country. He is sweeping everybody. It's the Republican Party, like you said earlier, who said they want this big tent, but they don't want a big tent. All they want is their kind of people in the party, and the party is changing. And they need to if – they, if they would just get their heads around this, if they would just open up to this, they would have a new party. They would blow out anybody on the Democrat side. But instead, they want to go ahead and fight every step of the way. They want to make sure that they get their establishment candidates in because they want to go back to Washington, D.C. and have it be business as usual. And that's what Nothing Kasich represents. Done. And that's what Kasich represents. And, you know, Nothing Tucker, will get done. Nothing. Tucker Carlson says, well, maybe it's time for the party to shift and align itself with its voters. You think, Tucker? Maybe they should have done that a while ago. Maybe they should have done that after 2010 when the Tea Party gave them the House and, and, and all spending originates in the House. Oh, they said, you got to give us the White House in 2012. And then they put Romney up. I've said this before. Then they were like, oh, well, you got to give us the Senate. And, and you know, then nothing happened. They're not listening to the voters. And, and one of the things that concerns me is that we've got all these guys. It's not even enough even to get to, to get um a president out there, if you've got a president who's a Republican, if it's not a president who is going to really be able to push back against everybody that's on the inside, because, then you know, you look at Romney, for example, even if he had won, he was just the head of the snake. We've got all these insiders that were revealed in this video that are behind the, sh- the scenes pulling all the levers, the donor class that are so entrenched. They've been on the payroll for the Republican Party for many re- years. Many of them, people don't even know who they are, and they don't intend to go anywhere. And so I'm even concerned. And then with a cruise, Mike, I'm concerned about Cruz and his ability or his will. If he's aligned himself with Ron Nearing, who's running his campaign, who is you don't get any more inside than Ron Nearing. He is one of the inside campaign and policy advisors who has dragged this party far left here in California and in San Diego. And I'm really concerned about what that means for Ted Cruz and whether or not he's got the he's got the will to actually push back against the establishment if he were to get it based upon not Andrea, because in California, don't forget the Republicans added to their resolution in California amnesty. So your Republican Party in California, we're the party of amnesty. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Don't don't believe us if we tell you, oh, no, we're for this. We, we're not for a wall. We voted for amnesty at our last convention. Well, yeah, this is a, yeah. This is the same Republican Party led by Ron Nearing and Tony Kovarik that gave us Kevin Faulkner, who just put out 84 pages for the city council involving words when people are not allowed to use nothing related to gender. I, I, 84 pages. I would I'd, I'd have to carry that thing around with me all day long. I would be scared to say a word. You know, that's basically controlling people's. That's a complete um, um, uh, uh, trampling of people's First Amendment rights, and that's the Republican Party here. But I, but I'm telling you, what I do think that Cruz is somebody who I don't know that he's a reformer, but I do think that he is somebody who appreciates the Constitution and actually has that as a core belief. And what my question for you is, why do you think tonight? And you know, if if the Ohio voters voted primarily or, or in any state anti-Trump, why are they not more gravitating to Cruz? Because, why is he not again, getting more traction? Because the, the scam tonight was you had Rubio telling all of his voters to vote for Kasich in, Calif- uh, in Ohio, and then you had all of Kasich voters 
telling their voters to vote for Rubio in Florida. Don't vote for me. Vote for Rubio. And they were doing all of this just to try to stop Trump. That's what this was all about tonight. So they, they got Ohio. And let's go back to Cruz. Let's not forget who his wife is. She's one of the heads of Goldman Sachs. Let's not forget who his wife is. She's on the world board where they're trying to open up all of these borders and give you Canada, America, and Mexico. Everybody needs to look it up. You're talking about a full-blown globalist. Ted Cruz just got on Obamacare for this election. Before that, he was on Goldman Sachs insurance. You don't think he owes Goldman Sachs and the World Board and the World Bank and everybody else something? That's why she's so quiet. That's why Heidi is so quiet right now, because she doesn't want you to know that he is a globalist. Yes, he's a constitutionalist. He talks about the Constitution, and he talks about it well, and he stands up and says all these things. But if you look behind the scenes, if you pull that curtain back, there's a globalist content back there and nobody's bringing her up everybody's just letting her take a pass on this well she i think there's a, a lot of people i i've got a lot of facebook Except friends that are raising you. That. yes of course you yeah but it's uh, not out there like every day where you're no, hearing it's it it's not and i think that there's a lot of people like me though i'm pretty pragmatic i don't think that any i'm i'm not looking for a purist i'm not looking for a candidate that's pure i'm not looking for a candidate that's gonna that's going to be that that is going to give me everything that i want I'm not looking for I don't think it exists. I think that every one of them's flawed. And that's why I get frustrated when there's any supporter that cannot acknowledge any mistake or misstep or any flaw with their candidate. I mean, if you're that emotionally attached where you're completely blind and you can't acknowledge anything wrong with your candidate, I can't even have discourse with you because it's too intellectually dishonest. It's it's not even, you know, it's it's not even um, I can't worth even your time. It, it's not, it's even not worth, worth the, my time it's because it's, it's time. fantasy based. It's fantasy based. So I, I look at Cruz and I look at things. Like, I, I think what's the most important thing to me? The same that's important to everybody, all everybody else out there in the polls. I want I, 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 I'm angry at the establishment. I want the establishment blown up because I'm not convinced that a, even a conservative re- Republican president, unless they have an ability. First of all, I'm not I'm not convinced that just anybody who's a conservative and Republican can win. I think you have to be able to control the media and control the message in a way that no Republican in the past has been able to do. In in recent times, and I and I think that you all they also have to have an understanding of exactly what's wrong with the establishment right now. When I hear Rubio and some of the things he said tonight, it seemed like he kind of got it a little bit in terms of what's wrong uh, with the conservative part, uh, the Republican. Uh, he says that they've taken uh, votes of conservatives for granted. He says they've confused capitalism with cronyism. Uh, they've confused big business with free enterprise. And I'm like, you know what? That's all true. But then I'm like, well, wait, a, uh, um, he, and he wants a new uh, establishment that believes in our Constitution. I'm going, OK, well, what about the Gang of Eight, Rubio? And you're talking about, you know, free enterprise. Well, you were for the TPP which includes all kinds of trampling over all of our businesses here, including some court system set up with foreign governments will have a say in the legal process for our businesses here. Talking, uh, Rubio went on to talk about a, a new establishment party that believes in a strong national defense, yet he's, like many in the establishment, says that there's no issue with Islam. You're going to have to blow up the establishment in order for us to get any type of results. And the establishment is going to try their best to fight you at that convention. And if they do, 
If they go against the will of the voters, then they are done. The Republican Party will be finished, and they will expose themselves because your average person didn't even know that a delegate even existed. They didn't even know what that was. They thought that their vote meant something. If you're going to find out that just a bunch of guys can go down there, smoke some cigars, and have a little bit of scotch and decide who's going to be the nominee, that's going to really wake up a lot of people that had no idea that that's how things are really done. That's how things are really done. And that's why people are mad, because we know that if we don't get Donald Trump in, you don't have to like him. You don't have to love him. You don't have to believe in anything he said, but he's going to do one thing, and that's destroy what's been keeping you down, and that's the establishment. That's why they passed that omnibus bill just a few months ago, right before all of this nonsense, so that you couldn't – everything that they want, they've already gotten before the next president gets there. Immigration has already been quadrupled. Uh, it's, it's five times more now. So, again, we're arguing over oh, visas and the, the, the HB visa, HB1 visa and all this stuff. Uh, well, we, we raised that 500%. Thanks, Ted Cruz. That's what you wanted. We got it. So that's the establishment. They can pretend like they're not. Even Cruz, even though I like him, he can pretend like he's not establishment, but he's establishment because he believes in that system of progress where you move up. You become a, a city council person, a congressperson. You become a senator. Then you run for president. That means you've always played in the establishment. And well, yeah, we don't it's kind of like that. Vi- right. It's like that when the, in the video the guy was talking about the hierarchy. That's what he was referring to. And if you look at Cruz's background, it's, it involves that trajectory. He was a staffer and met his wife at, in the Bush um uh, that's right. In in Texas and worked his way up in the Bush system. And that's one reason why Neil Bush is a part of his campaign. And, you know, he's I, I think that I think that he could probably be a great president. I really like where he's at on policy. But I think one of the reasons why he's not connecting is because I don't think people are buying. I, I think that's an inauthentic message. For example, him today saying. And I wish that he would shift his message because it's going to come down between these two. And I'd much rather have if it. it even if even if I can't get everything that I want with one of them, either one of those is better than Hillary and either one of those is better than Kasich, in my opinion. And but when I hear Cruz, I, I bristle when I hear him constantly on the campaign trail today talking about how Trump is the real insider because he's supporting all these insiders when he's gone and hired Ron Nearing. There is no greater insider in the establishment than Ron Nearing. You talk about supporting the insider, the very people that we need to route out, these advisors. These are not just architects of bad campaign strategy that, that fail. There's a reason for that. It's because these are the architects of liberalizing the Republican Party, and they have, they're have they so entrenched and so deep that we have to route them out if we're going to take our party back. And how can you convince me that you, are, that you can do that when you are the one who's supporting the same GOP establishment that has led us to where we are right now. So that's my message. And I'm being very open right now. But you know what? Ron won't come back on my show anymore anyway. So there I've outed well, that's it. That's what he does. He runs. As soon as you, you, you bring up his name or as soon as you question him, he's out the door. He never comes back. And ladies and gentlemen need to know, he's, he's from California, so he ruined us and he, he ruins everybody. He's been a national trainer, though. This is a guy who, who's had a national presence that nobody knows about. And, 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 that's, and, and, and that's why as soon as I saw him jump on the scene, I was very concerned because I do believe 
that Cruz is, is a believer in the Constitution. I do think that he's worked hard for that. I applauded him when he was on the floor uh, of Congress with his trying to filibuster and trying to stop the funding for Obamacare. Um, I, I, I believe that. I'm not convinced that he can really affect much of change within the establishment, A, because he is within the establishment, and B, my question for for you and for others has been, if he is a strict constitutionalist and doesn't believe in the executive order with separation of powers, and if nobody likes him or wants to follow him or follow his lead, how is he going to get anything done when he gets there? Well, he won't be able to get anything done, but I think he's surrounding himself with establishment people believing that just in case this goes to the convention floor, I'll start getting those establishment people on my side. But I just want to tell them that if this goes to the convention floor, neither you nor Trump are going to get the delegate vote. They're not going to vote for you guys. They're looking for an alternative. They are scared to death of Trump. And so, again, if, if I mean, if Cruz wants to do anything right now, he should get behind Trump. And let's go ahead and destroy this thing. Let's rebuild this party and let's change this country. I mean, we could do that right now. But instead, everybody's looking toward a convention, and that convention is not going to benefit anybody except the party elite. And the people, I I hate to say it, but here we go again. I mean, we, we, we just keep taking it. We keep taking it. We keep taking it. Well, you know, it... I, I'm I'm still flabbergasted that the people of Ohio voted for him, knowing that he really had no way. And that's a concern to me because they've given life to an establishment that wants to stifle us. You know, they well, you know, he don't learn. We don't learn. We don't I mean, learn. We, keep, we don't learn We could be because, you know, you and I have talked about this so many times, but. So many people still don't know what we're talking about when we say establishment. They don't know that every county has a little Republican Party in it. It's called a central committee. That's where the delegates come from. They don't understand it, that we're all a part of this established system. I call them, you know, we're like little Soviets is what I call them because we all have bylaws and we follow them like, yes, sir. Well, they're talking about uh, what we're told. Last question. I don't know if you heard that today that I guess it was uh, Ben Ginsburg. It came out and said they're looking at these bylaws that were established in 2012. And suddenly, you know, oh, gee, it's every convention. They're not really in stone anymore. Um, what was supposed to be hard and fast rules now, they said, oh, they change every year or every uh, every convention. So those rules that we established in 2012 no longer matter now. And they did that because they, they and have you heard that? Because that was a, that's what I heard today coming from Ben Ginsburg. What have you heard in terms of them changing the rules? I hear from county chairmen all across the state of California that nothing is going to be normal on that delegate floor, and your county chairmen are going to be pushing all of their members toward whoever it is that the establishment wants. And again, as I've said before, we can change the bylaws anytime we feel like it. We can waive any part of the bylaws just with a motion. All in favor? Aye. That's it. It's changed. We change things. We can do that. And that better not happen this time. It better not happen to the the people, the citizens that have put in. They want something different. This is the chance for us to grow. But again, the establishment has proved that they don't want you. 
they don't want you. You don't look like them. You don't talk like them. You haven't won any city council um, elections, so you haven't done anything. So they don't care about you. You don't have any money, so you don't donate to us. Right. You know, we, we're begging for money out there. We can't even get a cent from nobody because nobody wants to give to you because <laughs> you do absolutely nothing. Well, I on mean, that I'm, note, I'm sorry. And, you know, yeah. I'm probably going to lose everything that I have because the establishment listens to your show. And what they can do is also they could quiet me down. They won't quiet me down, but they can take away your, your delegates. They can take away whatever they want. I mean, it's all in the bylaws. You never bashed establishment. Right. Well, you know, know, it's like, hi, Hitler. Yeah, well, I am. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I am, like I told other people, I don't advocate for party or Paul. Really, I advocate for ideas. I am a conservative. And I have just seen little by little, it thanks in a large part to the establishment here in California, drag this party to the left. And every time they lose an election because they run a rhino and run too moderate and pander to the left, then they say, well, we just didn't go left enough. And now here we are, Uh, you know, we become basically a one party system. And and what's the solution? I've been talking to Doc Portman about it. You know, he says he's going to stay home if Trump's the nominee because he doesn't really match his conservative, traditional conservative beliefs. And I said, I hear you. But, you know, what's the value of of having somebody, you know, in there if the party's just going to take over and still impose their will? Uh, You know, what's a win? We don't win anything there. So. Andrea, how many conservatives have we elected and nothing got done? Yeah, we, exactly. Nothing. That's my point. Yeah, we so. keep saying this. Oh, we're, he's he's so conservative. He's so conservative. We gave you the Senate. We gave you the House. We gave you everything, and nothing got done. Right. Period. That's, you just made us more angry. That's so where we're what? at. That's we where we're at. We don't care anymore. Yeah. I don't care how conservative you are anymore. I don't trust you. Yes, and that's that's the bottom line. And you know what? And 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 it's up to anybody in the establishment, anybody, and that includes to me. Because then, the, then today, the it became. Well, de- what is the definition of establishment? Oh, the, you know, Doc said. Well, maybe the definition the definition of establishment to him is limited government. No, the definition of establishment is that it's an or- organization that is established and entrenched. And if you're a part of that, I'm suspicious of you now. No matter because you can say all the right things on the campaign trail, but that's the problem that we've got is we've been hearing all the right things on the campaign trail, and then people got in office and didn't deliver. And one and Cruz is not changing his message enough to reflect what's going on uh, with the voters out there. And I think that that's why he's he's not connecting. And I don't know if that is a reflection of of an issue with his core beliefs or if he's just got, you know, a bad campaign strategy uh, going on there. But, you know, um, it's going to look like unless the GOP actually does try to force cases on us, it is looking like Trump's going to go with the most. And, you know, I don't know what's going to end up happening. It remains to be seen, Ernie White. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it so much. I'm backed up against I've actually blown right through a break earlier. So thanks for being here, Ernie. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. I want to hear the youth perspective. I want to hear Ryan Sorba and see what he has to say about all of this. You know, the youth vote. We're, big tent, right? Let's get to the. Let's get the youth. Let's attract the women and the minorities. Let's get all of it in there. And I appreciate you all being here with me tonight. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. Want more Andrea K.? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero. 
it's on the board. Yeah, we're coming back in a minute and 30 seconds, okay? Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com. Or call today, 877-749-3533. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you here with me. Still so many moving pieces to this. I, I'm not really sure if Ernie and I really figured anything out in terms of what's going to happen other than I just think that um, I would really like to see us go into the convention with um, tw- one not a person, a front runner with 1,237 delegates. And I think Kasich could do the right thing and, and bow out now and enable that to happen. Um, I'm curious to see what Ryan Sorba has to say. He's the head of the Young Conservatives here in California. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Thanks, Andrea. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, what are your thoughts on tonight? Well, you know, I think the big takeaway is the fact that the nomination process for Republicans is not over. And I know Kasich should bow out. I mean, he has no chance. But I think the reality is that Kasich is not going to back out and he's going to do it despite Trump. And you can see that in a lot of what he was talking about this week, about granting amnesty in the first 100 days, et cetera, et cetera. I really do not like Kasich. However, I do believe he's going to stay in until the convention in order to attempt to make it a brokered convention. So, you know, today's the start of the winner-take-all primaries. Trump needed to win Florida and Ohio in order to lock up the nomination in order to get a knockout. He didn't want to leave it to uh, the decision of the judges, uh, and he did not win Ohio. So I think that there is still the possibility for a brokered convention. Yeah. Why do you think? Yeah. What's your theory, Ryan, behind why the Ohio voters, they had to have known that there was no um, mathematical pathway for Kasich to make it legitimately as the nominee without it having to be given to him by the Republican voters. Were they so sick of all the fighting that's gone on between Rubio and uh, 
and Trump and uh, Cruz that they just decided, well, why not make it to a brokered convention? Why not back their, their hometown guy? And maybe they just don't care. Maybe they're just, in my mind, just as selfish as Kasich and don't really care what the rest of the, the voters want. They just want their guy. What's your theory behind that? Oh, I, I think that you're exactly correct. I think that the Ohio voters said, this is our guy. This is who we're going to go with. This is who we're going to stick with to the bitter end. I think they were being selfish. And I think that, it, you know, that I, I think you're exactly right on. I don't think there's anything more to even add to it. I think that's it. I yeah, think you well, hit the nail on the head. It's, it's a shame. I'm, I'm predicting, you know, Rubio has thrown his support behind Cruz for so long. Now people have said that Trump's rise, he couldn't get past 50 percent. And if we didn't have so many in that they would overtake him. I haven't done all the math. It looks to me as though even with Rubio's delegates going to Cruz, it still doesn't overtake Trump. So I'm not really sure, depending on, you know, what happens with Missouri and and going forward. um, Well, you know, at the Republican, you know, at the convention, um, there is the rule on the table that was implemented in 2012 in order to keep Ron Paul uh, from making any headway in a brokered convention, and that is Rule 40B uh, put, put in by the Republican National Committee. And only candidates that, re- that can receive, the only candidates that can receive unbound delegates are those who have won a majority in at least eight states, which only leaves Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. So one way or another, it's going to be Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. I don't, I, now, the Republican National Committee can get together just before the convention and amend that rule. It isn't likely, however, that they will do so because it's Kasich. If it was like a Rubio or a Jeb, they might get on board and do that. So that is another scenario that could play itself out. Well, it looks like Um, Hillary has for sure. She's basically wrapped up this nomination. I mean, she's really going to get it. And it has there's not a, a worse campaigner ever. I mean, I heard her tonight in her speech. You voted today for us to have a better life tomorrow. I mean, she is absolutely painful to watch her. I mean, I heard Hugh Hewitt today saying that his theory is is that the media wants Trump to get the nomination just so they can have viewers because nobody wants to watch her. It's pathetic. Uh, What are your thoughts about the fact that one of the stats that I heard tonight was that – Huge majorities of people say that if Trump's the nominee, they're not going to vote for him. Um, but he's got a whole lot of the youth vote. Where is the youth at with this? Oh, the, the the youth is look. The youth is very conservative. There is this sort of sentiment that the youth is becoming more libertarian. I kind of disagree with that. I think the youth is just as conservative as ever. I think that internecine conflicts within nonprofit organizations at the very top in D.C. are the cause for this notion of a libertarian youth. I don't think they're as liberal on social issues as people make them out to be. But I think that Donald Trump, look, the bottom line is, the big picture is that Americans have been searching for an outsider who's going to bring real change and make America great again. And they, they haven't found it. They haven't felt that there's been any positive change with Barack Hussein Obama. Um, they're sick. Conservatives are sick and tired of losing of being called names, of being beholden to the politically correct thought police, and watching America go down the tubes. And Trump represents winning. He represents a winning mentality. He represents an anti-establishment mentality. He represents a person who's going to go out there, he's going to set out a clear agenda for the people, and he's going to get it done. And he's not going to take any prisoners. He's just going to get it done. And that's what people are just flocking 
to Donald Trump for. They want to see something happen. They want to see us win again. They want to see, and you know, Barack Obama is an anti-imperialist. He wants to strengthen other countries around the world and weaken the United States in order to bring about some kind of a one-world democratic order, and that will somehow bring peace to the world. And he's wrong. He doesn't understand the rest of the world. And and Donald Trump is the exact opposite of that. Donald Trump is the natural corollary to that. He wants to make America strong in the world because he knows we're a positive force for good. And he knows that America is the last and best hope for humanity, in the words of Ronald Reagan. Well, and so... Yeah, I, I mean, I actually, I think that two of the, two of the biggest issues, we've got immigration, we've got, uh, it, tonight's no different than the others, immigration, economy, and the war on terror, and he has, Trump continues to seem to, to handle those really well. You know, when I hear Cruz tonight, there's so much about Cruz that just attracts me to him because I am such a constitutionalist, and it, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I'm such a traditionalist, but he's just not really getting there for me. When he talks about national security, it's the same old talking points of our enemies don't fear us and our allies don't trust us. It's just, you know, the same old, same old. And, you know, when right. Trump, you know, and Trump really, you know, just seems so much more authentic but there's so many people that just don't trust they think oh yeah he can really whip people up into a frenzy but they just don't trust him ryan why do you trust him well you know i'm still feeling donald trump out myself but i i do trust him in the sense that i know that he loves america i know that he's going to defend the best interest of america and that includes me and conservatives and i know that he's going to win in whatever agenda he sets out before himself. And I, I, I don't think he's going to be like an Arnold Schwarzenegger who's going to lay out, you know, in California, he came in guns blazing conservative. He put nine initiatives on the ballot, lost them, and then shriveled into a weakling liberal. I don't think Donald Trump has that same mentality, which is a good thing. So I think Donald Trump is going to move. I think that Donald Trump, even if he isn't as all-around conservative, say, as Ted Cruz, I still think he would push us more to the right by virtue of his ability to win on the issues that he picks and chooses to fight. And I think that will be a net gain for us All right. uh, that well, will be greater than any gain Ted Cruz could possibly bring. All right. Well, Ryan, thanks so much for you bringing it here on the Andrea K Show tonight. Thanks so much for listening. Appreciate you all. It's going to be interesting times as we go forward. Let's keep the conversation rolling on Facebook and on Twitter at Andrea K Show. Love you all. Have a great night, everybody. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.